to the Pete McMurray Show. Here's Pete, Rob, and Lisa. Our friend Adam Carolla will be at the Genesee Theater in Waukegan on Thursday, March 10th. For tickets, go to adamcarolla.com slash events. His upcoming book out this summer is entitled Everything Reminds Me of Something, which is appropriate. Let's say hello to Adam Carolla. I love the title of your upcoming book. Oh, thanks. I like it, too. I mean, you're the first person to say they like it. So <laughs> everyone else seems lukewarm on it. But I'm, I've said that a million times to people when they want to know how my brain works. Adam, a few things happened uh, since the last time you were on with us. Comedian Bob Saget passed away. Uh, I saw your post right after he passed. I loved it. So give me your thoughts on Bob, first of all. Well, you know, everyone loved Bob, and, you know, that's, that's kind of all you need to know about Bob, although I, I have my own feelings, which is, you know, there was a couple of pictures of me and Bob together, and one was from Bob's charity uh, that I did for scleroderma, and then the other was him doing my charity, and I just, I thought it was very fitting that the two pictures I had of me and Bob were both from charity events, because that's the kind of guy Bob was. I can't pronounce the disease, but uh, he started it uh, because his sister Gay passed away of this disease, correct? Scleroderma. Yes, scleroderma. So, there you go, yeah. buddy. Yes. You know, we're also jaded in this business because we've been in it so long. Who makes you laugh, Adam Carolla, besides us? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would say... Uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh. I mean, she is kind of the funniest person out there right now, if you really think about it. The word salads that come out of her mouth, I don't understand. It's like she's going for a final exam and she doesn't even look at her notes ahead of time. I just love, I love these circle talkers where nothing comes out, you know, where they go, we need to start today being the best we can be today, right now. And I'm like, what's that have to do with... Adam, Adam, I just want to remind you, it is time for us to do what we've been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it's time for us to agree. How is that a word salad to you? I mean, it it makes sense to me. (laughs) That was our vice president, by the way. remember, Remember when you were a kid and your mom had that one kooky friend who just wore too many bracelets and didn't make sense. <laughs> That's essentially Kamala Harris. Uh, it's like she's trying so hard to be vice presidential or something, but it ain't working. Yeah, well, I mean, on a, on a more serious note, the, the notion, you know, I, I, I said this on Gutfeld's show the other week. I just said, we need the best and the brightest, not the least whitest, because... (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, appointing people based on their sexual proclivities or their heritage or their skin color is pretty dangerous when we're appointing them to very important positions, which is basically what we got with Kamala Harris. I mean, Biden said, I want a black female in this role and he got one she's dumb and she's ineffective but we got one in that role and everyone steps back and kind of looks at it like it's progress but it's not we have 
a dumb person in a very important position, and it's not a good way to conduct politics. Adam, here's what's frustrating to me is that there are people of color and sexual persuasions out there that can fit the bill at the highest level. I think of Condoleezza Rice, a very intelligent woman. Now, whether you agree with her politics or not, she knew what she was talking about. Well, absolutely. And then the other sort of narrative is somehow when when you say, you know, I'm going to appoint the first gay so-and-so or the first black female or whatever. Well, when you say that, you're not talking about Condoleezza Rice or Candace Owens. You're talking about somebody who agrees with you and is gay or and is black or whatever it is. It's always funny when they go the first and then they fill it in. They really need to add the cat who agrees with everything I say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so true. And we we've talked about this a million times on the show. Biden, McConnell, Pelosi, everybody is over 78 years old. Can we get somebody in office to run this country that's maybe 55, 60 years oh, old? Somebody 55. a little bit younger. Yeah, no, I, I mean, when you see Nancy Pelosi up there and her hands are moving around like it's uncle doing the robot at your sister's <laughs> wedding like it's really it's, it's and, and she's talking about you know she's up there and she's going we 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 must we care about the children the children are are the most important for us but she seems addled and insane and i agree but here's the deal 55 that's the sweet spot we don't want to drop down to aoc because then we get idiots again <laughs> we're talking with adam carolla he'll be in town on thursday march 10th for tickets go to adamcarolla.com slash events i wanted to congratulate you on 13 years with the podcast people love to beat somebody down that has a new idea that's out of the box what did people say to you 13 years ago when you said hey i'm gonna do this thing called a podcast and i'm gonna leave traditional radio they said uh what's a podcast (laughs) (laughs) that was really the answer like like what what is that and you know the whole thing is i was like well i'm just going to take the radio model and i'll bring it over to the computer and people are like how could that ever work and i was like why wouldn't it work and they're like because no one's done it and that was kind of the answer i got right and it became bigger than big and you started in your den is that correct or your family room yeah i started my house okay and i've been to the oil change place with my buddy mr skin when he did your podcast are you still there or did you move in in glendale california yeah yeah, still there. Still there. Are you a stalker, Pete? I'm not a Why stalker. do you need to know his precise location? I just, I just want the visual. I like yeah, to Adam, have, be careful. you know, the visual there. That's all. Watch out, Adam. <laughs> I'll. Uh, I wouldn't mind if Pete stalked me. Yeah, that's Aww. nice. Thank you, Adam. Aww. Adam, the Illinois mask mandate is over. You talked about a pattern on your podcast recently about the New York Times, where they posted an article about how the CDC is withholding information. Can you talk about that? Well, the New York Times article I, that you're referring to, I think, was the one that basically said that the CDC has not been timely with their information and coming out with their information. And, 
know, for me, it just speaks to a bigger picture. I I always kind of look for trends, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you step back and kind of look at COVID, first things first, people started talking about therapeutics, and anyone who talked about therapeutics got shouted down and deplatformed, number one. You know what I mean? And I was thinking, like, what's wrong with doctors talking about therapeutics? Why is, why is that dangerous? I, I don't I don't get it. And then, a, a, like, a campaign started being waged, you know, and then, I, you know, it's like they started talking about natural immunity, and those people were called, you know, conspiracy theorists and fake news and all that kind of stuff. And then they start talking about where it emanated from. Maybe it was a lab leak, and those people were called conspiracy theorists and deplatform. And, I, like, the whole thing kind of has an air around it of a theme of there's one theme, there's the Fauci theme, and the one the government puts forward, and anyone who deviates from that theme is deplatformed. And it kind of makes you wonder, well, what's going on? You know, and then, then the theme was everyone's got to get vaccinated so we can get past this, and then it turned out that you could still get it after you're vaccinated, but those were called rare breakthrough cases. You know, look at the direction the whole thing has gone. Mm-hmm. And think about what the CDC... I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there's definitely something... Why is the CDC hanging on to information? And in that article, they were like, well, we felt like if we released the information, it would kind of get people to do things we didn't want them to do. You mean like make our own decisions based on data? Here's here's the quote from the article. The CDC did say they withheld information because it wasn't ready for prime time. That's what? kind of a well, word but, salad if you ask me. <laughs> right. Look, first off, it's information. Remember transparency? Yeah. Remember the adults are in the room? Yeah. All that, all those promises. Remember all that? And by the way, how can data not be ready for prime time? <laughs> right. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, what it is is you will take this data and you will act differently than we want you to act. So we're not going to share the data with you. That's what it means to not be ready for prime time. I mean, after seeing how people hoarded toilet paper in the beginning of the pandemic, I could see how maybe sometimes they're like, what are people going to hoard after we release this bit of information? But yeah, it, it's a bit yeah, ridiculous at this bit, point. This has been going on for a long time. Secondhand smoke kills 57,000 Americans every year, except for secondhand smoke kills nobody. It's essentially what you do with your kids. We all lie to our kids because we want to get them to do something. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Okay. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I mean, this has been such a bummer of a call. Can't we think about something happy? Okay, let's think about something happy. Rob loves all racing. Right. Rob, you got a You're racing right. I'll, question? You know what? I'll, I'll ask and Adam. Did you, oh, watch, did, you, did you watch the uh, Great American Race? Did you see Daytona? I saw the, uh, in, well, I saw the 24 hours of Daytona this yeah. year and you'll be happy to know that i've got another ride to uh in a, uh, on a professional trans am team coming up at laguna seca on april 22nd so i'm going to be in trans am one which is the big cars it's a great track i did the, my first race at willow springs you guys can see it online if you want it's just adam carolla trans am one that i drove a 
I drove a C7R bet, full tube frame, full slicks, full 900 horsepower, crazy mobile, sequential gear shifts <laughs> and everything. And I'm getting back in a very similar car at Laguna Seca. So that's going to be killer. Rob, have you ever driven one of these uh, race cars? I did a Skip Barber car control clinic. Yeah. What? <laughs> All that's, 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 for the, that's for the weekend warrior wannabes who think Got they you. can drive but really can't drive yeah skid pad and all that stuff that's all good yeah man yeah. you love it's it fun. it's a passion yeah. Adam Carroll at the Genesee Theater in Waukegan on Thursday March 10th for tickets go to adamcarolla.com slash events and we'll talk to you this summer with your new book thanks Adam thanks for having me back take care More of the Pete McMurray Show next.